Merry Christmas, everyone. And if uh, you're a guest with us this evening, welcome and uh, glad uh, that you chose to spend Christmas Eve with us. Uh, we have been in a series for seven weeks called Anticipate. Uh, the reality is that most of us, or all of us actually, uh, have no idea what, what it is like not having uh, a direct, ac- direct access to our Creator. And uh, so a lot of times it's hard for us to really celebrate in kind of the, the first century idea of the birth of Jesus, the, the expected Messiah. So over the past seven weeks, we've been going through the Old Testament and looking at kind of the anticipation of God's chosen people, the Israelites, and how they were anticipating the coming of the Messiah. And we started uh, in the garden uh, and with Adam and Eve and, and looked at kind of the original separation between God and people, God and his creation. And even there at that time, once Adam and Eve turned their backs on a relationship with God, that he was there saying, you know what? One day, someone will come and restore this broken relationship. Then we went forward and we looked at what it meant to anticipate God's order and then to anticipate God's blessing through Abraham, how Abraham was uh, met by God and, and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to bless all people through you that the whole world is going to be blessed. And through your line, the Messiah is going to come. Then we looked at, at Isaac, his son, and then we looked at Jacob. And then we went forward and, and we looked at what it meant to, to hope on this Messiah. And then we looked at the prophets, some prophecies in Isaiah of the uh, of the prophecies of this coming Messiah and, and really seeing that the whole story of God from really inception was this anticipation that God was going to send a Messiah. He was going to send his son. Now, as I have been reading the Christmas story um, throughout this season, and before we started this series, I realized that in the Christmas story, there were seven different type of people who, who were anticipating the Messiah coming. They didn't know when, they didn't necessarily know where, but they knew that God had promised that he was going to send a Messiah, to reestablish this relationship. And when the moment finally came, there were seven different people who were given the news and, and that they responded in seven different ways. One way was someone doubted. Another, somebody was confused. Another person considered the information. Some others actually embraced it and worshipped this Messiah. Another person was disturbed by the news and while others investigated these claims that the anticipated Messiah had come 
And then finally, many people were just astonished by the reality that the Messiah was finally here. And as I looked at these seven things, doubt, confusion, consideration, worship, disturbing, being disturbed, investigating, and being astonished, that this is really hasn't changed much. This is how most of us, most of us fall in one of these categories as we encounter this Jesus as the Messiah. And I wanted to go through each and every one of these people and see if you identify with them or with one of them. The first one was this guy named Zechariah. Now, Zechariah was an old guy, and the angel Gabriel came, and he told him that he was going to, him and his wife were going to have a son, because Isaiah, the prophet, has said that somebody was going to come before the Messiah to announce him coming. And his son was going to be the messenger. He was going to be the one who began kind of the, the, this new part of the story. And, and the angel Gabriel comes to Zachariah and says, look, you're going to have this son. And he, he listened to it and, and he knew the story. He was Jewish. He, he had been taught about the Messiah. He knew the the prophets. He knew the commandments. He knew all of these things. And when he heard the news, he doubted. He doubted. He, He said, you know, his circumstance wasn't right, that God couldn't possibly use him and his wife in this way because they were too old to have kids, that, you know, they weren't in the right kind of business. They weren't in the right kind of area that God couldn't use them. And that might be where you are tonight, that you may have known and heard about Jesus. You've heard about the Messiah. You've heard about this this Messiah came to reestablish us having a relationship with our Creator. But you just doubt that that, that you are in that story, that you can participate in that story, in that plan. The next person was confused, and maybe you'll identify with this person. This person was actually Mary, the, the, the mother of Jesus. And the angel Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Now, in angel Bible speak, that means you're pregnant. Okay? You are pregnant with the Messiah. And she was confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean because she's like, wait a second, I'm engaged to be married and I haven't had sex. So how can I be pregnant? And maybe it just, you know, she was confused by the the whole supernatural aspect of what God was doing. She was a young Jewish gal that her whole life was ahead of her. And she's hit with this information that that just confused her and disturbed her because it was going to change what she thought life was going to be about. The next person considered this information, and that was her husband-to-be, Joseph. You see, Joseph was a young man who was engaged to Mary. And Mary came to him and said, yeah, Joseph, uh, 
What is it? I'm a most favored woman and the Lord is with me. You know, this, you know, hey, Joseph, imagine this conversation, you know, teenage kids, whole life is in front of them that they're engaged to be married. And he knows that he, he hasn't had sex with her. And, and she comes like, hey, I'm pregnant with the Messiah. And he considered what he was told. And, and you can imagine intellectually, he's like, wait a second, this just isn't right. That this is a barrier. And maybe you're there tonight that, that intellectually, it just doesn't fit within your paradigm that this is how God would work. He says he considered this and he fell asleep and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. And this is the prophet's words. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, he was anticipating the Messiah to come. He just didn't expect him to be part of that story. And maybe that's where you are tonight. I like this one, the the wise men. Wise men, it's an interesting kind of wrinkle to the story because these were people, these were guys who weren't even in Jerusalem, that they were on a far off land, but they had read, they were learned men and they had read the prophets and they had known about God, the God of, of Abraham, the, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And They had studied the scrolls and they had known the scripture and they knew to look for a sign that they were anticipating the birth of this Messiah and they saw a sign. And they packed up their things and went and and sought out this Messiah. And they came from the east and they arrived in Jerusalem and they were asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we came to worship him. You know, this this kind of idea that that these guys were anticipating the coming of of this king. And they came and, and, and were thinking of an earthly king, someone who was going to have the government uh, under him. And so they go into Jerusalem and, and they show up and they start asking questions. Because they wanted to come and worship this newborn king. And maybe that's where you are, that, that you're ready. That you've been anticipating this, this, this child, this, this Messiah that had been foretold. And, and you're here tonight and you're just, you just want to worship him. It's interesting, the next person is King Herod. And when he heard this news, he was disturbed. And I think that, a lot of us kind of fall into this camp of, you know what? The birth of a Messiah, 
If it is real, if it is true, it's disturbing news. It is disturbing news because if it is true, if the reality is that, that all through the Old Testament, through the, through the prophets and, and through the story of Abraham and, and Isaac and, and Jacob, that all of this was moving toward this anticipated Messiah who was going to come to reestablish us to have a right relationship with our Creator. That changes things if that is true. And King Herod is like, wait a second, this is disturbing news. Why? Because, you know what? It's disturbing news because he had a plan for his kingdom. He had a plan for his life. And if it was true that God was now with us, that that was going to disrupt his plan, it was going to disrupt his power. And the the same is true with us. That having an encounter with the one true living God, to have an encounter with the Messiah, is a disturbing and disruptive encounter in our life. The next people who encountered this news were the shepherds. And they, you know, the shepherds were out there and, and these shepherds, they were Israelites. They were, and they, they had known about the Messiah and they knew that he was going to come. And it says, that night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks and sheep, which good shepherds do. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth. Not in a snuggie, but snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. I mean, I figure a bunch of angels say, This has happened, you would go. And let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph, and there was a baby lying in a manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about the child. So what just happened here? Yeah, guys in their job, doing their, doing their shepherding thing, providing for their families. They had anticipated the, the birth of the Messiah. They've been told about it ever since they were little children. But then it happened. And instead of kind of doubting it or being confused by it or just sitting there and thinking about it or or going directly and worshiping or being disturbed about it, they went and investigated. And maybe that's where you are tonight, that you've heard about this Jesus and you've heard about this Messiah and you're like, you know what? I'm going to come and I'm just going to investigate the claims of Christ. I'm going to investigate the claims of Jesus. And maybe in the future, you'll be like 
these shepherds who were convinced that this indeed was the Messiah and go and tell other people. And the interesting thing, the last people were the ones who heard the stories from the shepherds and they were astonished. They were astonished by the news. Now it's interesting, you look at all these. You had doubt, you had confusion, you had consideration, you had worship, you had people who were disturbed, you had other people who investigated, and you had other people who were astonished. But nobody was surprised. Why weren't they surprised? Because they had all been told for thousands and thousands of years to anticipate the coming of the Messiah. All the way back to the Garden of Eden, when the original people turned their backs on a relationship with God, that God said that, you know what, I will make a way. I will send someone who will crush the head of the serpent and give you the opportunity to be reconnected and have that relationship with whom you were created to have. So this is where I want to leave us tonight. I'm so happy that, that you're here. No matter how you're approaching tomorrow's celebration of Jesus' birth, you may doubt that he truly is the Messiah. You may be confused about, about what that actually means. You may have intellectual kind of hang-ups about it and you're considering it. Maybe you're ready to worship. Maybe you're disturbed about the idea of, you know what, Jesus truly is the Messiah, but I just am scared to death of what this means for me and my life. Maybe you're here tonight and you're just kind of investigating the claims of Christ, or maybe you're just kind of overwhelmed and astonished by the whole thing. Well, I just want to give you an invitation over the next weeks and, and months to come here and there are people here who are more than happy to walk with you through these things. That walking through these doors doesn't mean that you do not have doubt or you're not confused or any of these other things. What it means is that you are ready to investigate the claims of Christ and what that means for your life. Merry Christmas, everyone. Will you pray with me? Dear Lord, it is truly amazing. <laughs> for thousands of years, you told people that you were coming, that you were going to send someone you continually promised throughout your scripture, your word to us, that you sent prophets to foretell exactly how it was going to happen. And even though everything lined up just the way that you said it was, we were still not ready. God, I just pray that we are ready tonight to be like the wise men, to fall at our knees and worship you. In your strong name, Emmanuel. Amen.